0: Welcome to Making Sense of the Madness. I'm your host, Sean Morgan. We've got a great show for you today. We're going to question the mainstream narrative, expose media propaganda like we always do, but we have two interesting guests today. We have Chris Widener who started the American Freedom Tour with some amazing top-level guests like Don Jr., for example. We're going to talk to him about his motivation behind the American Freedom Tour and what cities he's going to be going to After that, we're going to be talking to Alexandra Bruce from ForbiddenKnowledgeTV.net about the latest stories of today, breaking news. So I can't wait to dig into all of that with these two guests since we're back from a word from our sponsor. In early 2021, a short squeeze in silver was initiated. What does this mean? It means that individual investors can take advantage of a global supply shortage in silver, while the big banks will have to end their contracts with physical delivery of an asset that's becoming scarce to non-existent. Low supply plus high demand will cause prices to increase rapidly. The only way to take advantage of a short squeeze is to own physical silver. Call Sovereign Advisors today. They have over 27 years of experience identifying these trends. So you can maximize your return while at the same time minimize your risk call them today before prices go up any further 720-605-3900 we love our sponsor, sovereign advisors you can check out the link in the description below to get a free consultation well chris weidner is a top public speaker and the author of 20 books with 3 million copies in print he wishes to win back america and founded the american freedom tour featuring top speakers in the conservative movement to help bring that about. Let's welcome Chris Widener to the show. Hey, thanks for having me. I appreciate it. You bet. Tell me, you know, what caused you to organize this type of event? Because this is not easy to put these types of events together.
1: Yeah, I've been a public speaker since 1988, so that ages me a little bit, Um, but uh, traveled all over the world, um, almost all the states, all around the countries, uh, various countries all around the world, and inspiring people. I'm a member of the Motivational Speakers Hall of Fame And I'm also a conservative, and I've been involved in politics pretty extensively starting in 2003 when one of my closest friends ran for governor in the state of Washington. And for anybody that wants to look up the 2004 governor's election in Washington state, closest governor's election in U.S. history uh, was determined by 129 votes out of uh, 3 million cast after two recounts when the Democrats stole it. If you want to know how they steal it, go back to that election. It's really pretty clear, and they continue to do it. I ran for the U.S. Senate myself in 2010 uh, against Patty Murray in the state of Washington in the primaries. And then uh, I've worked as a consultant for a lot of politicians, primarily around speaking and messaging and those kinds of things. And I thought, you know what? Why don't I take what I've done my entire career and put it into the political world? Let's merge those two things. And we created the American Freedom Tour. And we've had our first event already. We have our second event coming up in just a couple of weeks. And we plan on doing a whole bunch of events coming up the next three years. So very excited about it. Um, one writer called it part political convention, part motivational rally, and part revival. And I like that. That's a good way to describe it. It's a lot of fun. We have an amazing time. And uh, we're, we're excited about where we're going to be going.
0: So you had a unique Skill set uh, to pull this off, but what was the need that you saw that made you think, "Hey, this, this the community, uh, the citizens need need this."
1: Yeah, absolutely. You know, for the last five years, conservatives have been told how horrible we are. We're the deplorables. We're racist. We're sexist. We're homophobic, transphobic. You know all the all the phobics and ists that we get called. And, you know, even for strong personalities, I find that it can be a little discouraging to just constantly be berated and told how horrible you are, let alone for folks, you know, your average, you know, guy and gal just living their life, raising their family. It can be pretty discouraging, and particularly the last year and a half where we've not only been told we're horrible and rotten, but we've been locked in our houses and told how horrible and rotten we are. And if we don't follow the mandates, if we don't get the vaccine, if we don't do this, don't wear your mask, you're even worse because you hate other people. And I just thought, you know what? It's time for us to show backbone. It's time for us to show courage. It's time for us to go on offense. And so that's what we're doing. We're, I'm using my skill set. If I'd have been a financier, I'd have probably figured out some way to do something with finances. If I was a movie maker, I'd have probably made a movie, but I'm not, I'm a public speaker. So we, uh, we partnered with some great folks and we're doing some amazing things and we want to inspire conservatives. We want to encourage conservatives. We want to, um, I, want, I want conservatives to get in a room and look around and say, I'm not alone. There's thousands of other people just like me who believe in what I believe in and give them some real courage to know that uh, that they're not alone. So that's really what is motivating us to, to do these events is to challenge and encourage conservatives. So tell me about the last event you did.
0: Uh, who were the speakers that really made an impact on people?
1: Yeah, we uh, we were in Jacksonville. That was our first event. Um, and we had uh, Dan Bongino. We had uh, Donald Trump Jr. We had Kaylee McEnany. Uh, we had Dinesh D'Souza. Uh, we had Sheriff Clark. And then we had a whole bunch of speakers that um, maybe some people haven't necessarily heard of them, but really great people. Uh, Rabbi Daniel Lappin was there, strong conservative. Um, we had Ron White, the two-time U.S. memory champion, who, uh, he know, he, he has memorized every person who has died in the Afghan war um, in order, name and rank. And he writes them down on a wall to remember their names. It's, it's really pretty amazing. Um, so, yeah, we've had some great speakers and we're adding some new ones to the next event. Uh, we've got Laura Ingram is going to be speaking for us. Judge Jean, uh, Jeanine Pirro is going to be speaking for us. Um, really just some great, great people. So what were some some of the feedback that
0: people gave you about how these speakers impacted them or, or what did they get away from the conference? Maybe not just the speakers, but from the community aspect or some emotions that they felt.
1: Yeah, they, they were really encouraged, which is exactly what we wanted them to do. You know, because when you get discouraged, you, you become inefficient. You you um, don't speak up when you should speak up, um, and I think what we did we accomplished our goal, which was to inspire them and to encourage them and to motivate them, so that when they leave, they say, you know what, I'm going to speak up next time. I'm not going to be quiet the next time three or four of my friends are talking about it. I'm going to stand up. I'm going to speak up. You know, we give them strategies for how to get involved. Um, we started a 501c4. Um, uh, to help people learn how to run for school boards, because we believe that school board is one of the most important positions uh, that can be held. And it's a great starting place for people who don't necessarily want to run for the U.S. Senate or Congress or, you know, uh, governor or something like that. They can run for their local school board and make a difference. So we give them lots of great creative strategies for becoming free financially, uh, we, about how to have great families, how to strengthen their faith, all of those kinds of things, but then we also encourage them and motivate them as they leave.
0: Sounds yeah. wonderful. Uh, tell me about the upcoming event in Phoenix.
1: Yeah, the upcoming event in Phoenix, uh, November 19th and 20th. We again have Don Jr. Uh, we have uh, Judge Jeanine Pirro. Uh, we just added Laura Ingram is going to be speaking virtually there. Um, so uh, she won't be there with us, but she is going to be speaking live virtually with us um, and uh, of course, Dinesh D'Souza. Dinesh is going to be at almost all of our events, uh, and then a, a whole bunch of other great uh, speakers. And people can find those at uh, AmericanFreedomTour.com.
0: Wonderful. Any final thoughts you want to leave people with before we wrap up?
1: I just want to encourage people we're we're going to take it uh, we're going to take it to them. It's time to go on offense. Conservatives have been on defense for too long. It's exactly where the Democrats like to keep us. They like to keep us on defense. They like to keep us reactionary. They like us to 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 play defense. And we need to put some points on the board. We need to play offense, and that takes courage. It takes tenacity. It takes persistence. And it takes a willingness to get into, into a scrap and to make our voices heard. And I'm excited to be able to do it in my way, but I want to encourage all of your listeners wherever you are. If you have a big platform, use it. If you have a small platform, use it. Whether it's coaching your local Little League team or teaching in your school and running for school board, or or if you run a big giant business, that's fantastic. Wherever you are, start today, make your voice heard. And I
0: love how you're incorporating faith and family values into it, because that's the foundation that we all need to start from to identify with that. And that's gonna give us, the direction. direction's gonna give us uh, you know, the orientation for all everything that we say and do. Uh, and it's, that's what it's all about. So, thank you so much for rallying the troops, the citizen soldiers in, in this uh, war that's basically going on. I really appreciate you're doing your part, sir. And next, we're going to go to a word from our sponsor. We'll be back with Alexandra Bruce from Forbidden Knowledge TV.net.
2: The new MyPillow towels are exclusively made with 100% USA combed cotton, with proprietary technology,
1: and with maximum absorbency. They dry you faster and are guaranteed to work. I'm interrupting this commercial right now. Retailers have canceled MyPillow. And to thank you for all your support, I'm going to pass the savings directly on to you. Go to MyPillow.com to get deep discounts on all My Pillow products. For example you get my dog beds for as low as nineteen ninety nine, Or for a limited time, you can get my six-piece towel sets. Regularly $109.99, now only $39.99. The lowest price ever with your promo code.
0: Alexandra Bruce is the publisher of ForbiddenKnowledgeTV.net. And she curates the latest, hottest alternative news stories every day, delivers them straight to your inbox. Let's welcome Alexandra to the show. Hey, Sean, Hello, how are you? Alexandra, I'm glad I'm glad you're able to make it every week, every Thursday, you know, to keep people updated, because uh, sometimes when we do these interviews, people are not able to get the latest breaking news, but you always bring it to us. So tell me what's top of mind today.
2: Well, the COVID war rages on, and there have been wins and losses in the last uh, few days. Uh, like the Italian government has now revised their official tally of COVID deaths from with COVID to from COVID, which has now reduced the number from over 130,000 to under 4,000. So in other words, that is 97.1% of the deaths previously attributed to COVID were not directly due to COVID, which interestingly is uh, almost the same exact number that the CDC reported in July of 2020, but which was not reported in the mainstream media, which is that 96% of reported COVID deaths as of July of 2020 in the US involved usually two or more comorbidities like cancer and diabetes and, and actually occurred mostly in patients in their 80s. So that's great news for Italy, you know, that they've done that officially and it's a, it's a step in the right direction because the vaccine passport persists. And that for legal reasons, Italian employers are now not firing anyone for not being vaxxed because uh, they've decided that they're just not going to pay them. So they're smart. They're not firing anyone anymore so that they can't be sued for doing that. Because, of course, it's unconstitutional in Italy as much as it is here to to do all this mandate, this COVID crap that they're doing. So that's, you know, the battle rages on over there in Italy. And then another thing uh, emerged is that the the WHO has declared that uh, your child's very presence in a school counts as informed consent for vaccination, and that parental uh, presence is not required. Um, So, you know, again, touching on this very uh, hot topic that's happening here in America as well, they really want your children, they want to get that graphene oxide and spions and everything into your kids, so that they can be nodes on the internet of bodies. So I'm not going to dwell on that any further today because these days it's really not often that we get to celebrate and it's really time to do a little victory lap. And patriots are celebrating. Even in Italy,
0: sorry, even in Italy, to me, it makes me happy to see so many people out there protesting. They're probably not showing it on the mainstream media, but here in the alternative media, we're seeing videos of thousands of people out in the streets uh, in, in various parts of Italy, so people are fighting back against this tyranny.
2: Yeah, there used to be a joke after World War II about like the shortest book in the world would be that of Italian war heroes, but um, I think that they might be the become the some of the war heroes of the COVID war, which is what we're in right now. And uh, so, but you know, in another on another aspect of the COVID war was the elections, the the red wave that swept the elections that happened on Tuesday this week in the United States, which can be summed up in this scene uh, earlier that day on Tuesday, while the voting was still underway, when Florida Governor Ron DeSantis called the White House the Brandon administration in video number one.
1: Uh, If you look at that, if you look at what's going on with with some of the big corporations with their woke agenda, when you look at the Biden, the Brandon administration (laughs) in terms of what they're doing.
2: Awesome. So, and you know, the Brand administration that the Wall Street Journal and the Washington Post reported last week wants to give $450,000 to all illegal aliens who were separated at the border by the Trump administration, something that Joe Biden uh, denied yesterday, telling Fox News' Doug Ducey that the story was garbage and just fully illustrating how he is not in control of said Biden administration, because uh, later that day, ACLU Executive Director Anthony Romero told Fox News that this plan is very much in the works, saying that, quote, President Biden may not have been fully briefed about the actions of his very own Justice Department. He continued, but if he follows through on what he just said, the president is abandoning a core campaign promise to do justice for the thousands of separated families. And he said, we respectfully remind President Biden that he called these actions criminal in a debate with then President Trump and campaigned on remedying and rectifying the lawlessness of the Trump administration. We call on President Biden to right the wrongs of this national tragedy, unquote, national tragedy. So you remember the hysterics and that whole fake drama about the the, um, the separated families at the border? Remember AOC's photo op at the border, her, her fake crying in front of the fence? Uh, here, I will remind you, image number one, please. You know, I didn't understand why they were making such a fuss about this. You know, such a ruckus. But I think I have figured it out. And you know what I think is going on here? This is another grift. This is like the trillions for the Green New Deal that's really going to go to the banksters and the you know European aristocrats and the global oligarchs and and China for making all the the you know the photovoltaic cells and and the wind turbines. So that's all made in China technology. Uh, but, uh, and the trillions in foreign aid that we saw, remember the 14 million going to Pakistan for gender equality or gender studies or something? And, you know, all of this is this foreign aid that gets kicked back to these disgusting criminals. So, what I think is happening is that AOC and the ACLU and others who are hysterically going on about all of these separated families, many, if not most of which were not families, but trafficked children and their coyotes, okay? You know, they AOC and the ACLU and the Democrats and whoever is pushing this thing, this garbage, the they are the beneficiaries, along with the DOJ and possibly the drug cartels, for whatever we know, in this epic pork barrel theft of the US taxpayer using the DOJ to circumvent Congress to steal billions of tax dollars. And if this goes through it will utterly shatter the spirit of this country and our borders and the, the significant what it means to be American, what it means to for America to exist at all. And it might it might trigger a civil war that will really pee off some, some people pretty hard. And, uh, and, and it might yeah, actually be the politicians,
0: anytime politicians try to move large amounts of money, you can bet that they're finding a way to get that money to get into their pockets. So I yeah. think you're on to something here.
2: Yeah, absolutely. Like, I was like, what are they talking... Because there was just so much nonsense throughout, you know, the Trump administration of just the fake everything coming at him. And, you know, there's so much of it coming at us at all times. But I think I just realized, like, that's what it's about. Like, that they're still pushing this and he's gone, you know. They want the money. It's like this... It's incredible, like, the amount of money that they've they've taken, the trillions, you know, like, with Prince Charles saying we have to marshal the private sector to, to circumvent... World governments to do this green new deal, which is just sucking trillions of dollars out of our pockets, and taking you know just taking over our governments unilaterally under some kind of a corporate dictator, global corporate dictatorship. So you know this is what the DNC is fighting for, and some members of the Republican Party, and, and it is the but really in a lockstep with the Democrat Party, and uh, it is the disaffection with the DNC and the Brandon administration that led to the red wave victories that we saw on Tuesday of uh, Glenn Youngkin for Virginia Governor and of Winsome Sears for Lieutenant Governor and uh, Jason Miares in Virginia as Virginia's first Latino uh, Attorney General. And Winsome Sears, I don't know if you saw any of the the videos that came out, her, her acceptance speech. She's just a total star. I mean, she's amazing, amazing person. You know, she's a Jamaican immigrant who served as an electrician in the Marines and as a delegate in the Virginia House. And interestingly, very interestingly, as the VP of the Virginia School Board, so she really will have some uh, very good insight about how to take uh, our schooling back, or in that Commonwealth anyway. And you know, is the first woman and the first woman of color to attain statewide office in that Commonwealth. While the communist mainstream media breathlessly accuses her and the suburban voters who just flipped Virginia Red of now being white supremacists. And this is what Winsome Sears That's has to say on video to. number two. Yeah, right, <laughs> incredible. So video number two,
0: please. That at this point, they're dangerous. They're dangerous to our national security because stoking that kind of soft white nationalism eventually leads to the hardcore stuff. Your reaction to that,
2: Ms. Sears? I wish Joy Reid would invite me on her show. I'm Let's see if she's woman enough to do that. I'd go in a heartbeat and we have a real discussion without Joy speaking about me behind my back, if you will. She talks about white supremacy. Does she know that I ran against a white supremacist? I mean, Joy, come on, get your facts straight and then come. So... The Democrats I mean, are now
0: accusing black people of being white supremacists.
2: Exactly. I mean, it's incredible. So yeah, in in, uh, Virginia, because it's not the same in every state in the US, you know, basically, each state is almost its own country in the United States. And that's, that's the, that's actually what is brilliant about it, (laughs) about our country. Um, So uh, in Virginia, the government, the governor and the lieutenant governor are elected separately, they run separately, and they can be from different political parties. So uh, even though they the the function and the role of the lieutenant governor is very much like a VP, a uh, vice president. It's uh, they can do cast tie-breaking votes. They they will assume office of the, if the governor steps down, like what happened in New York recently with Hochul, or whatever her name is. Um, so so Sears totally won on her own merit, and as she herself said, she is shattering ceilings and the malevolent, racist, gaslighting stereotypes of the left, which is. It's really just the information war. It's the globalist and the CCP communist war on the Constitution and on America and on constitutional rights that are enshrined in many other governments as well. Go ahead.
0: Well, it's interesting that Democrats are now calling black politicians white supremacists because uh, there was recently in the Virginia uh, governor election, uh, they had this fake hate hoax type of thing where they had... A whole bunch of people, not a whole bunch, like six people, dress up yeah. with uh, yeah. khaki pants and exactly. Tiki torches, and one of them was an African American. <laughs> so yeah. they're getting black people to do to pretend to be white supremacists to try to overturn an election, and the, and the Lincoln Project took the fall for that and, and admitted yeah. that it was a completely fake demonstration. Uh, but the memes were brilliant for that one. I don't know if you saw any of them.
2: Oh, yeah, I did. And, you know, it's so funny because so many other things happened after that that I didn't, you know, I figured it got covered by somebody else, you know, um, earlier the, you know, or last week. But, uh, yeah, it's, you know, it's a phantasmagoria. And the thing is, is that, yeah, they have their heads so far up their butts with this academic stuff because what they what they think that they're projecting is is internalized racism. OK, they're trying to say that blacks are actually self-racist because of white supremacy, and that that's why they have that guy there. But it goes over the heads of everybody. Nobody even understands what they're doing, you know, because it's just so, so wacky. But uh, anyway, it's um, it was a sweep of uh, the statewide office holders in Virginia, which Biden had won by 10 points in 2020, uh, flipping the house in, in that Commonwealth. So that's incredible news. And, you know, these, these uh, off elections like uh, this year are seen as bellwethers for the current administration's policies. And so many people are calling now that the Biden administration is 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 dead. It's a lame duck. I mean, to even say that it was ever viable is the thing that's head spinning to me. But anyway, there were also uh, judicial victories in Pennsylvania, which might help them prosecuting the 2020 election fraud there. And in, in Texas, their state house district uh, 118, which Biden had won by 14 points in 2020 was also flipped in Minnesota. Voters there rejected the Democrats, defund the police legislation, and Rochester, New Hampshire got its first GOP mayor since 2003. Ohio's 15th district, there was a special election that added a new Republican to US Congress. It's actually not an additional Republican. He replaced another Republican who stepped down. In New York City, uh, they, four council seats were won uh, by Republicans that were not Republican before, and in Seattle, of all places, they elected a, a Republican city attorney on Tuesday night. So that's amazing and un- yes. unprecedented. And un- it's you know. everywhere,
0: right? I mean, in st- uh, I believe Staten Island, also Long Island, yes. they had that's, more Republicans are- win since nineteen ninety seven. And apparently, exactly. they even though they tried to steal a lot of these elections, so many people showed up that it made it more difficult for them to steal.
2: Indeed. So then in super blue, New Jersey, several counties were flipped red, but the mail-in ballots are, I think, still being counted amid a surreal upset. Or maybe now they formally, I think they're still counting. <laughs> yeah, because of some stuff that happened that I'm going to tell you about. But uh, amid, you know, a surreal upset and a lot of evidence of election fraud at 2 a.m., with 83% of the votes counted. We're looking at the, the counties there. Uh, in the state, Republican Jack Chitterelli was uh, 42,000 votes ahead. Uh, and at this time, Bergen County, the largest county in New Jersey, claimed 100 percent reporting with Cittarelli, Cittarelli winning 52 percent of the vote. And then all of a sudden at around, you know, after 2 a.m. with 87 percent of the vote counted, you know, classic stuff that we saw in 2020. The results in Bergen County changed and Murphy was reported ahead of the county with 51 uh, percent of the vote and Cittarelli's uh, 42,000 vote lead in the state dwindling down to 1,600. Uh, at this time, and uh, you just saw the image about that. And RNC lawyers need to investigate that, and uh, there's more evidence of vote fraud in New Jersey. This video here shows some uh, someone using a touch screen voting machine attempting to vote for Chitarelli, and being prevented by the software from doing so in video number three.
0: We to do the I, 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 I meant to do it, and then we got so busy. Yeah, well, busy is the word. We've got to yeah. take care of things you're first. No, no, I know. No. 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 They
2: have a good journey. My choice is not lighting up. Okay. What you want going to do, instead of trying to work okay. with a box, at right the middle of the name. Okay, the middle of the name. Yes, yes. and hold it. See if that works. Yeah, you're yeah. going to start in the box. It does not work.
0: Don't hit it. Hold on. It Okay, I just have my finger on it. Okay. I
2: knocked on your door, and I noticed
0: nobody
2: was talking. Yeah. That's odd. It is not. But the other candidate is doing it. That's Very interesting. Very interesting. Yeah, this reminds me of an
0: interview that that, uh, Bill Maher did with uh, the former governor of Virginia, where he said that uh, he had this problem when he used the machines to vote last time. And so he uh, threw out all the machines and replaced all of them, supposedly. So, you know, I'm so tired of these machines. Let's go back to paper ballots.
2: Absolutely. I I don't know if you caught how the Murphy button lit up without a problem on that screen. (laughs) So... uh, News 12 New Jersey is reporting that 56 voting machines in a super blue Essex County were shut down before the votes were counted. So an investigation is now in a way that could take weeks or months. Um, I don't know what's going on with that exactly now. But uh, and then there's this Project Veritas secretly videoed an Irish guy who was not registered to vote in either New Jersey or anywhere in the United States because he's not a US citizen and who admitted as much to the New Jersey election worker, but who nonetheless allowed him to vote, which is illegal in video number four. You
0: voted in the election in January of last year? Uh, The presidential. Uh, And did you register? No, I wasn't registered either. Are you registered now? Oh, I never filled anything no. out. Okay. No. Oh, then I can't see how you can vote because
2: you're no, not re- registered. No, remember, I do remember him. Okay. Remember, we was allowing anyone. To we come was in allowing and anybody to come in and, and they say,
0: President, Oh. Um, yeah, Dorney General, just let us.
2: So, so, so. Okay. I'll let you yeah, fill yeah. out the dollar now. Whether or not it's going to be, uh, they're going to count it, I don't know.
0: But I don't know if it works, because I'm it an lawyer, does I, work. but I'm an lawyer citizen, I'm not. It doesn't matter, I mean, are you, you have some citizenship here? With the work visa, yeah. Listen, we'll have to do it. They'll figure that out. The brand new one, yeah. There's no much new ones to Unbelievable.
2: Yeah, it's just really, uh, it's just, like surreal. Um, anyway, but probably the most surreal and greatest story and the greatest upset was the election of New Jersey truck driver Edward Durr of, uh, for state senate unseating this swampy Dem apparatchik, the 11-year incumbent and New Jersey senate president, Steve Sweeney. And uh, Edward Durr did this on a total campaign budget of $153 67 of which was spent on Dunkin' Donuts. And he shot his campaign commercial on his phone. Uh, He walked the streets weekly, met with the people and posted his phone number and asked for volunteers. And basically, we need thousands more people to do exactly what he did. And, you know, just to compare him with uh, Kentucky's Amy McGrath, who fell 417,000 votes short of defeating Mitch McConnell. With a campaign budget of ninety-one million dollars, so as as we've been saying, this this truck driver defeating a swamp denizen has detonated such a massive mushroom crowd of cognitive dissonance that Democrats are seeing white supremacy in black and brown people everywhere, and uh, they're just they're just going to have to eat it, I guess. Um, on an, on the Arizona front, uh, Joe Van Pulitzer confirms that yes. Criminal investigations are underway, and it is heating up in video number five.
1: Yes, criminal investigations are underway. It is literally heating up more than you could ever imagine. This is a good time, not a bad time. This is a great time because our eyes are open. We were given a gift. The gift was our eyes are open. Period. Our eyes are open. And as our eyes are open, we can stop these criminals. Thanks, folks.
0: Y'all have a great day. So it's official. There is an investigation occurring, and hopefully it's more than just low-level people who are prosecuted.
2: I just wonder, I don't understand why nobody's uh, not even on the right is reporting on this. I haven't seen anything besides this video posted on Twitter, so I'm a little Confused here, but uh, finally I am not done with the DeSantis clips. I have another one for you video number six
1: Because sometimes people ask me oh man, how come florida 84,000 jobs the rest of the country? You know what what could be done to help the rest of the country? And I say well, you know the saying that I always think back and it's a little bit of a flourish on how it's been used previously uh, But a recession is when your neighbor loses his job a depression is when you lose yours A recovery is when Dr. Fauci loses his.
2: (laughs) So, love that guy.
0: Yeah, I mean, it's about time for Fauci to be held accountable. Uh, I mean, I'm ready. I mean, Durham's starting to indict more people. So, uh, yeah, things are moving in the right direction here. The tide is turning. The red wave is occurring uh, so I do feel I, I'm optimistic.
2: Yes, uh, there was, a, what's his name, Some the, the actual Russian who gave the fodder, the fake stuff that was used for the Russian collusion narrative, was arrested today, I believe. And uh, prior to that, you know, we've had uh, Kevin Kleinsmith was arrested, and I think there was one more. But basically, uh, Fiona Hill... In, Pretty much the entire State Department is implicated in the arrest of this uh, Russian guy. And, uh, you know, what's ironic is that um, the the Clinton camp had much more um, Russian collusion going on than Trump did. <laughs> it's kind of hilarious.
0: They're always projecting uh, just... their own crimes onto someone else. But, you know, this goes straight to Hillary Clinton. I mean, it was her campaign that was financing this mm. whole hoax. So shouldn't Correct. she be held accountable?
2: Absolutely, and hopefully it goes, it goes that high. But you know, George W. Bush didn't get uh, prosecuted for anything, and you know, destroyed the credibility of the Republican Party for a generation. And um, you know, it's they're all you know, it's the two wings of the same bird. This this deep state, you know, this these globalists who are have been at war with us, I guess since the end of World War II. It, it never ended. It's just been going on in secret uh, via subversion. You know, via via um, demoralization, you know, and and that's what we're dealing with. with Our with the the normies are actually demoralized and have their their brains have been turned into pretzels and can't see what's really going on because they watch the fake news and that that's and that the only way that we're going to win this is if um, if more people wake up. And right. uh, it does seem to be start. It's starting to happen, but uh, I would like to see it happen more, more.
0: Yeah, these elections are, you know, it's a barometer for how people feel, and they're rejecting critical race theory. And when in Virginia, when they tried to run on this idea that parents don't get any control over their kids' education, that failed miserably. And uh, anyone who Trump endorsed, uh, you know, they would win. So, I mean, America apparently believes in Trump a lot more than Biden. So that's a good sign. But we – and people really needed a pick-me-up, right? I mean, people were feeling – Demoralized, yeah. and now with these wins, we're like, "Oh yeah, this is how everyone feels. I- I'm not alone." But we have a long way to go, and uh, this this is getting scary. With uh, the hospitals, the emergency rooms getting um, filled up with people with these different blood clotting issues and heart inflammation, and and these types of um, symptoms. These vaccinated people uh, this is you know, yeah. getting really in, sick in the UK. It's accelerating.
2: Yeah, it's 87% of the people hospitalized with COVID right now are double vaccinated. And uh, 86% of the child hospitalizations in the UK are vaccinated children. It's, you know We're beginning to see the, the genocidal aspect of uh, what's going on. Not just the information war and the mind control and the propaganda. We're going to start seeing the genocide. And it's, uh,
0: right, it's, I mean, I know terrible. Mike Adams is a doom and gloom kind of guy uh, sometimes, yeah. but he <laughs> is reporting this idea, and I I can't verify it. But the idea that over time, if you've been vaccinated, over time your immune system goes down, so that you're more susceptible yeah. to things like the flu. And so, if you have an elderly population, uh, you know, and they or anyone really who who has no immune system over time, and then the winter comes and that's flu season, uh, then you could. People can get wiped out. So, this is something that, uh, you know, these Democrat people have been using this term dark winter. And I I hate to think that that's what this dark winter could be, where you have vaccinated people with low immune systems getting the flu and dying. Uh, But it's something that we have to consider uh, and we have to take, be proactive to detox ourselves if we had the vaccine, protect ourselves from people who are shedding the spike proteins and so forth. I'm not a doctor and I don't give medical advice, but we're starting new shows on American Media Periscope with doctors who are suggesting different protocols for boosting your immune system and protecting you.
2: That's very important. And you know what? Like this thing about saying, I'm not a doctor or whatever, I'm not a scientist. At this point, uh, the medical field and much of science has utterly discredited itself. You know, when you have uh, fake studies being published in Nature and the New England Journal of Medicine and the Lancet, it's game over for these people. And I don't, you know, screw science (laughs) or screw scientists, screw people who've been paid off to lie and genocide the planet. Another thing that uh, Mike Adams recently put out that I think I'm going to run soon is a little mini documentary with his theory that basically what this whole thing is, is a Darwin Awards. And I mean, people have been saying that throughout. I mean, if you're dumb enough to take this vaccine, to allow people to inject you with something that they won't even tell you what it is, and then with, you know, an admitted 17,000 plus deaths in America alone, uh, which we know could represent as little as one percent of the actual deaths because the VAERS reporting system is not used. I know somebody who works in the local hospital here in my city, and she says that basically the entire neurological war is all vaccinated people and has been for the past six months. You know, it's not being reported to VARES or in the news or anything. And so I think that what we have is we have people dying, it's all being called COVID or this and that, but it's it's not being called the vaccine. You know, the delta variant is the vaccine, period. And yeah, have uh, you so seen what
0: he said um sorry, go ahead.
2: What he's saying is that the, the 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 eugenicists who have launched this genocidal attack on us, um, that basically they are they're causing the dumb people to self-select and to inject themselves and to basically get AIDS because that's what it is. The spike pro- some of the spike proteins that are on there are actually the same one that are found on AIDS. That was published in April of 2020. I published it. It was a, an Indian study. They said, wait, th- these are uh, these, th- these are HIV spike
0: proteins. Yeah, you can even find uh, in Fauci's emails that they, they took snippets of the HIV and, yeah. and uh, put it with coronavirus as a bio. They're weapon. giving you
2: AIDS. They're giving you AIDS, okay? And that's people went ahead and got injected and are going to get AIDS. But the basically. thing is, Acquire-
0: I-, I never blame the victim. You know, I, I really. Believe that just like the Nazis in World War II were were you know committing crimes against humanity with their medical experiments on people without informed consent, uh, same things happening today. And so uh, I think when the vaccinated and the unvaccinated stand together, uh, it's really going to be game over for the deep state. Did you see the new video of the pilot who was vaccine injured and uh, almost crashed his plane, and now he can never fly again? Oh. Um, this was. Unbelievable oh, testimony, oh, yeah. and I saw another oh, yeah, other testimony from a medical uh, military doctor who reported the fact that she had three pilots, uh, you know, talk about their vaccine injuries, and she was worried about pilots being, you know, having trouble flying with these vaccines, and uh, then they took her off. Uh, yeah, know, they wouldn't let. Yeah, I did see that. Anymore. Yeah. So these testimonies she, she are didn't... coming forward now.
2: Yes. Yeah, he didn't remember how he landed the plane. But yeah, what I was saying before about if you were dumb enough to to get injected, I'm I'm talking about Mike Adams' uh, premise here, and this is from the eugenicist point of view. If you're dumb enough to get injected, you're self-selecting to actually clear the gene pool of stupid people. This is the idea here, and that those who are smart enough to survive. Might become useful to the globalists in in the aftermath of all of this. That we'll have a, we'll have a smarter gene pool in in the wake of this uh, genocide. That's the that's the premise of Mike Adams' latest. So uh, it's exactly like the
0: Nazis who were exactly. eugenicists and yeah. believed in a master race. You know, it's the same ideology.
2: Yeah, yeah, uh, it's uh, it's godless and horrifying. It's 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 insane that it's happening. It. it we're living this. It's just it's unbelievable. It's its hard to, to believe. But, uh, you know, I've just had my nose to the grindstone fighting this every day, and that's what I'll do until it's over.
0: And it's really uh, picking up here because did you see all of these stories about uh, solar flares and how the Internet, internet might go out yeah. and all of this stuff? Because. That's definitely part of the deep state's game plan here. They just cannot allow a public awakening. They cannot allow right. disclosure for the public to find out about their crimes. So they are going to look to shut down big tech, you know, and they, they control a lot of big tech. You know, we're talking about, you know, all the social media companies, it. what, WhatsApp, you know, Microsoft. I mean, that, that means they control Skype and, and Hotmail and, and Google controls Gmail. So you can't email, you can't do video calls. So you know they, you know, who, who knows if they would try to do an EMP attack or, or some other take down the grid cyber attack something to bring down the internet bring down the electricity so we can't disclose their crimes because I think that might be why Durham is drip dropping this instead of just you know letting it all happen at once.
2: Hmm, that could be, but uh, let me just tell you that as far as you know, because I wrote a whole book about 2012 and and the whole because. Interestingly, you know, they thought it was going to be the end of the world then, and the world really means the end of an era, or the end of an age, and you know, we're moving from the astrological age of uh, Pisces to the age of Aquarius. Some say we're already there. Some say it happened 600 years ago. Some say it's happening 600 years in the future. So it averages out to now, actually. <laughs> but in any case, um, if you if you rectify the Mayan Long com- calendar to the Julian calendar, Calendar, which is what the Orthodox Church uses. Twenty twelve is actually was twenty twenty, interestingly enough. But uh, another thing to know that is was that definitely we're in a, a pivotal we're in a, year. <laughs> yeah, definitely. And uh, but we're we're in as far as the solar flare bowl crap. Uh, we are in a mond- We're in a minimum. Okay, and there are no solar flares happening. Virtually none you know it's like the sun is like a blank this is like nothing happening there was like a little bit of a storm that they tried to make a big deal out of but and then it blew like at a 90 degree it blew 90 degrees away from us not at us right so it was they were trying to maybe make it be like this would be an excuse to unplug the but internet i've never seen
0: so many mainstream media articles about how we could lose the mm-hmm. internet and the internet could go down and you have the world yeah. economic forum I mean, Candace yeah. Owens did a little video about the this. Cyber Polygon. Economic Forum. Yeah. yeah, put out this idea of a exactly. cyber pandemic.
2: Right. Yeah, yeah. So they, you know, the predictive thing, they always tell you what they're going to do. They did the the uh, Event 201, and then they did Cyber Polygon, which is the same thing as Event 201, but instead it's a global worldwide hacking attack that takes down the internet and takes down anything that's automated on the internet. And so great, like, why do you want to hook every human being up to the internet? like? What are they thinking? If it's all hackable and can all be taken down, why do they want an Internet of Things? Why do they want a smart grid? Why do they want smart cities? Why do they want human beings in, in just embedded with graphene and spy on so that they become nodes on the network of on the internet? Like why? Well, if voter if IDs
0: it, are racist, why do they believe in vaccine passports? You know, none of it makes exactly. sense.
2: None of it. No, but it's it's madness. It's all madness. And yeah, there's just. Uh, a lot of cognitive discontinuity there.
0: So who, who are some of the people that you've been following a lot that you feel are uh, doing good analysis right now?
2: Analysis? Well, I mean, I think that they're very, you know, obviously nobody is perfect. Everybody is a flawed human being. And, you know, I've seen like, for example, Jack Posobiec. he He's been posting incredible insights about the trial that's happening in Racine, Wisconsin today. Or this week, you know, with Kyle uh, written, uh, what's his name? Written something. Kyle the kid Reed who, West. right, house. I'm sorry. Written. It was like written Bocker I was like, wait, wait. anyway. Um, yeah. So he's saying, you know, the, basically, it's so crooked. The whole prosecution is trying to frame this kid. They're lying. They're lying. They're suppressing evidence. The FBI withheld evidence. The FBI footage. They, they were circling Racine and had everything. On video um, of everything that happened, and they had high, you know, high uh, resolution video of all that, and likely had all the the uh, stingray stuff, so that they were they did a whole comm sweep and had everything that was on everybody's phones and everybody's communications as well, and they uh, lost it. They lost. Yeah, that. right. They destroyed and, uh, it.
0: They destroyed evidence. Right. Yeah, right. I saw the it's, the post from Jack Pasovic. He he was talking about how the DA and the mayor and uh, all these people are yeah. related to each other. They're all other. related. They're in Kenosha, They're like Wisconsin. Brothers.
2: They're all brothers. Yeah, there's like three family members that are all yeah. The DA, the judge, the whatever. It's just it's completely nuts. And yeah, the, just the crookedness doesn't ever cease to amaze. And uh uh, so that's there's that going on. And, you know, so one wonders if they were doing that in the Kenosha riot, were the feds also doing all of this throughout the BLM riots all summer long?
0: Right. Well, that's the thing Was, that people are saying. Maybe they were coordinating with BLM and Antifa and actually giving them yeah. information to do maximum damage.
2: Because, I mean, very little of that $2 billion and 20-person murder crime spree that happened has been prosecuted and you know meanwhile people languish in jail for trespassing the the capitol in another totally ginned up and fake thing that they're trying to turn basically they're trying to redirect the war on terrorism on americans who are patriotic and who believe in the constitution they want to get rid of the constitution the fbi is now actively involved in yeah. doing that and so uh, people need it's to terrifying. stop looking at
0: these so-called protests which are actually riots as mm-hmm. instead of them being these organic things just popped up because of people's emotions they were operations that were run we had george soros funding the district attorneys who ran cover and released people you had kamala harris right. and justin timberlake and the hollywood uh people Gross. actually bailing mm-hmm. out these rioters yep. And uh, Kamala yeah, so, Harris, and then you, yeah, you had the FBI and <laughs> helicopters above, here. you know, yeah. doing nothing, yeah. Yeah. you know, nothing at best, coordinating with the enemy and providing logistics at worst. Uh, so yeah, well, these are. And the whole thing, the
2: whole point, absolutely. And the whole other thing to remember is that the whole reason why Kyle Rittenhouse was out there was because the police had stood down because they didn't want another George Floyd situation. The police had completely stood down, and these sort of uh, Kids, You know, we're were trying to pick up the slack from all of that. And and the people that they're trying to uh, uh, frame as as victims were actually arsonists who were setting fire to gas stations, to car dealerships, to businesses all over that town, primarily black businesses, by the way. Just disgusting and awful. I don't know if you remember the images of what happened in Racine, Wisconsin. It was just like burnt to a crisp. It was up. Kenosha. I'm sorry. You know, I used to live in Chicago, so I mixed those Wisconsin places up. But uh, yeah, it's, uh, you know, it's uh, it's we we have basically it's uh, we have an enemy traitor regime in the White House right now running all of our federal agencies. And, you know, it seems like everybody there seems to be no backbone in there. You know, like I don't think that General Milley is any less compromised and as much of a traitor as Joe Biden is, you know, like that might describe many people heading up many of our government
0: agencies. But we can never forget uh, Kenosha. We can never forget the riots. We can never forget uh, the election steal, January 6th false flag. I mean, these are the things that we have to keep in our memories so we can fix this problem. We can't just erase it. We can't just move on we need to fix all of the problems that caused these things to happen. And the FBI is at the center of a lot of this stuff, like January 6th, false flag. So the more this stuff comes up, the more people are awakening to the idea that, hey, the FBI is not some kind of, uh, you know, a bunch of heroes, like all, all of those Dick Tracy, not, you know, right, comic exactly. books, tried to make them out That's to insane. be. I mean, these guys are deep state operatives that are working against us. And like literally uh, trying to kill us, basically. So we need to take back these institutions.
2: Absolutely, but you know, it's it's a bigger deal. You know, it's it is a global. It's the COVID war. It's a it's a world war against all peoples by the oligarchs, by the elites, you know, by the bankster aristocrats, um, you know, and everybody's been bribed to to go through with this, and they have lost their humanity, obviously, and. I'm just shocked that we're not seeing more pushback, but at least we're seeing some. But uh, it's just shocking that it's taken this long yeah. to to start to see some something.
0: Well, Biden pushing back has his, set January fourth deadline for 87 million workers to get vaccinated. So maybe that will you know motivate people to get out there. I, you know, I just interviewed Lee Dundas, human rights attorney, who's talking about awesome. a nationwide walkout. Okay, mm-hmm. happening yes. very soon on Monday. Mm-hmm. So Mm -hmm. uh, and but this type of walkout is not maybe not just a one time thing. You know, the more they try to push these things, the more we can use our collective uh, bargaining rights and our collective ability to shut down the machine anytime we want to. So, uh, yeah, we're seeing it in France, you know, every single weekend they're out there. They're not giving up. We're seeing it. Well, they invented it.
2: (laughs) The French French invented La Greve. That's what they do. I mean, that's and that's what we, we need to learn. From them, that this is what they've been doing for decades now, and absolutely, it's uh, yes. you know, I'm I so, just feel yeah, so we're lucky that Americans I don't have to take work back on these
0: one. elections. But we need to see more pressure, uh, you know, on the the instigators and the people at the top of this whole tyranny. You know, I, I mean, I'm having different people on. We're interviewing different people on the program all the time, and they just keep saying you know, to call people on the phone or email them. I'm just like, that's just not going to, I don't think that's going to win back our country. I don't think we can call and email our way out of this. I think we need to show up. I think we need to show up physically at the offices of these bureaucrats and say, hey, I'm not leaving until you do what we tell you to do because you work for me.
2: Absolutely. Uh, But, you know, it's serious, you know, because then if that happens, you know, they might release the the stronger bioweapon on, on, that crowd of people you know I think that the 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 spikes in illness that we saw in New York City and that we saw in northern Italy and in Iran might have been examples of that you know those might have been different from the COVID that most people have had you know what I mean they they were very sick and they really were overwhelming the hospitals for a time there at the very beginning you know like in the maybe what was it January February March of 2020 and uh so, you know, and they've talked openly about having stronger bioweapons. And uh, this is, you know, sure, we have to get rid they of them. They want us the scared.
0: scared. They want to isolate us from each other. They want us in our houses, mm-hmm. afraid in a corner. But I think we need to get out there. I think we need to get out and uh, communicate with each other, have community with each other, and uh, show that we're still here. Um, thank you, Alexandra, for joining today and every Thursday. Make sure you go to ForbiddenKnowledgeTV.net, sign up for her mm-hmm. newsletter We're going to do a quick word from our sponsor, and we'll
3: be back for my final thoughts. Hello, everyone. This is John Michael Chambers, the creator and founder of American Media Periscope. Did you know that annuities are a great way to protect a portion of your retirement portfolio from downside risk? And unlike CDs and money market accounts, they accumulate tax-deferred and can participate in the upside of market indexes. And they are probate-free and can provide an income that you can never outlive. With all the different companies, features, indexes, and benefits, which annuities do in fact offer, it can be confusing choosing which annuity is best for your unique situation. Let a company you can trust help you to select an annuity that is right for you. Call the Cleveland Insurance Group at 844-USA-2024. That's Cleveland Insurance Group at 844-USA-2024. Tell them John Michael Chambers sent you. Add an annuity to your retirement portfolio and start enjoying the many benefits that smart investors love. Cleveland Insurance Group.
0: We love our sponsors, Cleveland Insurance Group. Check out the link in the description below. You can get a free ebook and a free consultation about annuities. Well, this is the second American revolution. Only this time it's peaceful. We can do this peacefully together. But just like the first revolution, it'll be a minority of freedom-loving people. They get together and they throw off the yokes of tyranny. Thank you for watching AmericanMediaPeriscope.net, America's patriot-only super channel. On November 12th, we have Clay Clark's Reawakening America Tour in San Antonio, Texas. Uh, make sure that you're able to watch it on a live stream if you can't be there in person. And we have a new time for Making Sense of the Madness. It's now 6 p.m. to 7 p.m. Eastern. Tomorrow, we have Patel Patriots to talk about devolution. We also have another guest, Paul Ferber, to be there with us. And up next, we have Patriot Street Fighter at 7 p.m. Eastern. God bless all you Patriots.